Welcome back to Seriously Funny. I'm your host, National Kabir, and I open my window when it rains. I've completed my math and science tech society tests. I almost ate it on my math exam because I was 30 seconds from running out of time, and I lost a question to submit. But hey, we got it in. Chem got delayed, but hopefully we'll be all right because we get more time to study. Now, I don't know how much you guys actually care about when I talk about these things, but um, hopefully it's not too horrible. Uh, now, today's episode is about, uh, at the time of writing uh, what I wrote, I literally no idea, but it came to be talent. Um, uh, what else? Talent, the balance between uh, humor, funniness, being an idiot, and talking about uh, legitimate life things. And then I also just uh, decided to sit down, write a little story out. I uh, haven't done one of those in a while. One came to mind while I was sitting on the floor, and so I thought I would write that out and share that with you today at the end of the episode, so that's going to be fun. For some reason, my microphone is uh, a lot quieter than I anticipate. I'm not sure why that's happening. Hopefully, the audio is not too affected. Maybe it's just the uh, software or audacity um, lying to me. I have zero clue, but hopefully it's not. Uh, legitimately causing a problem. Granted, from what I'm seeing on the screen, it would be a problem. If you have to turn your volume all the way up to listen to this, I apologize. Uh, hopefully, it will get sorted out by next week. I don't know why I couldn't sort it out this time. Very sad. Very painful. It happens. Um, anyways, uh, our first topic here today is talent and skill and hard work. And the idea of hard work beating talent all the time, I absolutely disagree. So I think talent exists not on a scale to zero to one. I think that's what people think it exists at. I think they think you're either good at something or you're just not good at it. And then you have to work really hard. I think it exists on a scale of negative one to one. I think you can naturally be good at something. And I think in a similar way, you can naturally absolutely suck at something. Um, uh, you know, I there's a lot of things I'm not great at in any way, shape or form. There's like this natural level of uh, incompetency involved with me and like, say, sports, like I can't catch a ball. It just doesn't happen. Um, my sense of direction for uh, navigation is absolutely atrocious. Like I have a negative one talent there. It's not on a scale of just zero, like you're not good or not bad, or you're good. I think it's on a scale of either you absolutely suck just naturally, you're you know in the middle where you're neutral. You're gonna be better than the people that suck if you try at it, but you're probably not as naturally good as the people that are just naturally good at it. Um, and then there's one, which is, you know, those gifted people in whatever field we're discussing here. Um, so, yeah, some people are talented and other people naturally are untalented at certain things. I'm not saying for everything, you know, you can be talented at one thing that someone else isn't talented at. And they can be talented in something that you're not talented at. We're, we're all different, uh, you know, physically, genetically. So, you know, not everyone's going to be able to do the same things. Um but yeah, so you can probably, so you know, the idea here, what I want to discuss here in general, I'm going to break some dreams here, 
Uh, also, the difference between my speaking now and the way I talk when I introduced this episode is incredible. I legitimately sound like an absolute robot when I begin this show. I really hope you enjoy it. I find it incredible. Anyways, uh, you probably can't do the things that you have a negative one talent for. You have to find something that you not only enjoy but are good at. So the do whatever you love thing, that cliche should have a disclaimer if you're somewhat talented at it. Um, You don't need to be a one, but at least above a zero and willing to work hard, depending on what it is. And so the reason that you shouldn't always solely rely on hard work is because it's a statistical thing. Um, Due to the sheer amount of human beings in the world, which is over 7 billion, almost 8 Uh, We can cut that 7 billion down to just a few hundred million that live in your country. We'll just, you know, keep it in your country. Um, So I live in America. I don't know how many hundred million people are in here, but there's there's a a fair bit. Um, uh, But, you know, after we cut down to a few hundred million that live in your country, it might be a billion if you live in India or China. Um, But then after we cut down to a few hundred billion, we can then cut that 100 million down into like 10 million that are interested in that talent thing that you're interested in or the whatever you're uh, like whatever you enjoy here uh, in this hypothetical and so yeah we can cut that down to like 10 million people i think that's a like very conservative estimate of how many people are interested in what you're interested in Uh, and then we can uh, cut that down further into the million people that have a pragmatic ability and opportunity to pursue that interest, right? So some people can't, um, you know, they might be interested in something, but just due to life circumstances, that's the cards they were dealt. They just aren't able to, uh, you know, legitimately pursue it. So, you know, I'll I'll take 9 million people out there, which is still... um, extremely conservative way more like you know i'm i'm literally just cutting out a, a ninth of them that's a lot 90 percent of people you know that are interested in something probably do have the means to pursue it but whatever we're just going to cut it to a million to prove the point here um and now some of them of that million are willing to work really hard and among those people that are work willing to work really hard among these one million people if they have a natural talent and they work really hard, no matter how hard you work, you simply cannot surpass these people. They have a natural talent at it. They're gifted at something. So the chance that you can beat someone that's gifted and works as hard as you is just, it's, it doesn't make sense. You're probably not going to win. Um, but you do have to consider what the interest is too. So in a sport, whether that's basketball or Apex Legends, esports or, or you know, physical sports, uh, there's only a small number of a f- of that few million people that are interested. A lot of people are interested in sports. A lot of people are interested in esports these days. There's only a few number that are interested and able to go um, in that field, right? Because like sports teams, there's only so many sports teams, and on like that'll pay you that you can make a living off of. There's only so many sports teams that you can viably uh, live off of, and you know, there's only so many places on all of those teams. They don't have, like, not everyone can be a basketball player if they're good. You have to be extraordinary because it's a limited position. It's not something anyone and everyone can do. There's just not space for that. Um, 
Uh, same with you know esports, right? There's not an infinite amount of esports teams. I guess it's a lot easier to make an esport team, but you know to practically play esports on a level that you can sustain yourself uh, financially is very challenging. Like you have to be in the highest of highest echelons um, of those uh, areas, and so uh, you know within these areas specifically, like there's again like that a limited amount of people that can go. If you don't have talent in that field, sorry to break your heart, but you probably won't make it to the highest echelons. You should, though, contribute to the thing in other ways. Or uh, not should, but you could uh, contribute in other ways. Gaming teams have coaches. Sports teams have a lot of staff. Like, if you want to be involved, there's a lot of ways to be involved. However, if, like, you're just not talented, you can work really hard. And maybe that working hard somewhere in there, you'll find that you are talented and you just had to like you needed a catalyst or some time for it to emerge. If, however, you don't get to that point, if you don't find that, you're going to find that there's just people that were gifted and they work just as hard, if not harder uh, than you. And because of that, they, they just got further. And there's nothing wrong with that. It's nothing to be upset about. It's life. It sucks. It may be sure. But, um, you know, it is what it is. And that's how it be sometimes. Uh, but. You know, if the field doesn't have a cap, uh, I think, like, there's a lot of fields that don't have caps or you can, like, compete with people in a very fair way. Uh, then with hard work, if you don't have a negative talent, uh, then, yeah, with enough hardworking nature, you'll probably be clear to go for it and make that le your living for sure. Um, to find a field that has no cap, though, and then make sure you don't have a negative talent where you just suck at it, uh, you know. That's going to be a little tough, but, uh, you know, life's a game, right? And it's important to understand the abilities that you can level and can't level. It's important to min-max with what you can and can't be paid for. I'm all about the dreaming, but there's many ways to feel fulfill most goals and purposes. I, like, don't narrow your options too much. If you find a purpose, that purpose can be fulfilled in many ways. Don't just have one purpose. Like, for example... If you want to help people, you could be a doctor, right? A lot of doctors, like they become doctors because they want to help people. But if your ability to study, memorize, and comprehend the knowledge necessary to be a doctor, you know, if you can't do that, you know, you could always be a civil servant. You could uh, take jobs that help people in other ways than simply being a doctor. Um, uh, so find your purpose. And, you know, I don't think it's anyone's purpose to, quote, be a doctor, end quote. No one, like, lives their life just to be a doctor. They're being a doctor for some greater end. And so find what your greater end is in life and then figure out a way to do it. Figure out a way to do it that you're good at doing that thing and that it achieves your ends without uh, too many negative consequences to get there. Um, well, whatever you're willing to do, I guess, it's... Uh, that, that's a little more subjective, but, you know, yeah, you have to look at these things. You have to understand that purpose on a broad level. And, you know, no one wants to be one thing. They want to fulfill, accomplish uh, one thing. And so when you figure that out, life becomes, uh, honestly, life's map kind of draws itself at that point. If you can figure that out, GG. Um, anyways, yeah, self-awareness is something we've talked about before. And self-awareness is how you'll understand what you should min-max and understand how to make sure that you feel fulfilled and also aren't homeless uh, unless you want to be homeless, which is, you know, cool too. 
uh, Buddha was homeless, right? So if you want to go follow the Buddha's path, you can go be homeless. Granted, these days, in this day and age, I don't think you can just go around villages traveling and then, like, sleep in people's houses just for fun. Uh, I think, uh, yeah, that's just not something that happens anymore. Sorry to burst your bubble there. Being homeless is a little bit tougher these days than it was in Buddha's time. Also, if you live in America, it's very much tougher than it was in Buddha's time. Next thing I want to talk about here real quickly is uh, this this uh, humor and philosophy thing. So I've been a clown for the majority of my life. I make jokes and I made most people I interact with laugh, mostly in order to ingratiate into groups. I've probably talked before on this podcast. I wasn't always the greatest person in my life, but even in those points in my life, humor is something I use really often. Um, the more I began to think about life and all the hippy-dippy things that you hear on this podcast, I found that my humor went down. I would make less jokes and I'd talk more seriously. You know, I'd ask more questions that were deep, thoughtful, and were harder to make jokes about. Although I would, of course, include some stupidity within my sentences and questions and laugh at certain things. Um, you know, there's still by nature inherently serious conversations. And so it's kind of tough to make like hilarity jokes through those things. Um, I was having just a lot more serious conversations and a lot less humor uh, in general, right, except for the humor I throw in my speech, as I said, and so recently I've been making a ton more jokes, I've been being a lot more dumb, I've been getting a lot more laughs, and it's awesome, but I don't have as much conversations about, you know, the serious things anymore, because I'm making so many comments about semi-chubs that I can't really fit many uh, deep conversations, as the kids call it, uh, into my uh, into my speech, into my interactions with other people. I'm working on making them laugh. I'm working on, even if I'm doing research on sleep or something, it's not really deep when I like tell someone about it and then include jokes in that. Like even that's funnier than just like having a conversation with someone about like uh, what's the meaning of life. I don't know, frick. Oh, we should talk about the story of Sisyphus one day. Maybe we should do that next episode if uh, sleep isn't done, which might be a thing. Uh, Freaking uh, school work is saying, F you, you don't get to study sleep, as well as my own procrastination, because, yeah. Also, I've been uh, taking a very short break from anime to watch a Netflix show called The Peaky Blinders. Uh, I'll, I'll probably talk about that at some point. Anyways, you know, to one extent, like this humor thing, like making jokes and not having the deep conversations, it's fine. Like my conversations still feel substantial. Um, but to another extent, it means I'm left to my own devices to contemplate and understand life. And surprisingly enough, I don't have all the knowledge in the world. And for some reason, other people can see things I can't see. Maybe it's because of my negative 10 vision glasses. I don't know. Um, you know, I, I usually sound like a pretentious, posh, egotistical jerk, and I'd love to be one. But unfortunately, I don't know everything. And I use uh, and I would use conversation with uh, other people to make them do some life digging for me. And then I would just take the gold that they got. Um, but that's been harder now because I'm gifting people with laughter. Uh, there's my condescendingness back. You know, I got you. Uh, <laughs> So, you know, balance is something I've thought about for a long time now. Like one of the first things I learned and thought about um, when I began to look into the workings of, you know, the universe and life uh, is the truth of the yin-yang sign, balance. Uh, I might 
have to work on the balance between serious and stupid conversations or give up on the serious conversations and work on it myself, which is possible just 8 billion times harder. Uh, you know, through meditations, through observation, you can, you know, you can figure more or less most things out yourself. Uh, you know, through the interactions with other people, even if those interactions are uh, solely humorous or uh, uh, inane in nature, silly in nature. So, you know, uh, it's, an, uh, it's an interesting thought. But yeah, uh, that's the thought there. Luckily, I left a lot of time for myself. So as I like to do with these stories, I like to outro the episode here and then read my story and then cut the episode at the end of the story because I think it has a nice, beautiful uh, dramatic, dramatic, crap, dramatic effect. Now, the last line I have here, let me look at it for a second and see if I can, uh, I don't know if I can make it better or not. Um, you know, I probably shouldn't be doing this on the podcast, but I wrote it yesterday and I like trying to edit something right after you wrote it is just not a good idea. Granted, I also didn't edit it yesterday, but I read it aloud. So hopefully I should be okay. Um, I'm going to go back to that robotic voice you heard at the top of the episode, probably even more so than that one. Uh, but, uh, you know, anticipate that. Anyways, so uh, before we begin the story, thank you for listening to this episode of Seriously Funny. I hope you enjoy this story. Uh, it came to mind while I was sitting on the floor and contemplating some stuff after meditating. And, um, yeah, I think it's good. Uh, I enjoy it. I hope you enjoy it. I hope you enjoyed the, uh, the thing about talent, and I hope you enjoyed uh, I guess the philosophy humor thing is more about me, so uh, that's me, I guess. Um, but yeah, hopefully I don't have to re-record this entire podcast because for some reason it just ended up just, uh, uh, you know, not being audible, but uh, we'll see. Uh, yeah, that's it. Share this episode of Seriously Funny. Hopefully you enjoy the, uh, hopefully enjoy the story. And so let's get to that uh, now. It's called Sometimes It's Hot. Sometimes it's warm. It's cold. It's dark. Sometimes it's blinding. Sometimes it's bright. It's dark. Whether it's cold, hot, warm. Whether it's dark, blinding, or bright. I feel like I'm drowning. But I can breathe. I can always breathe. Yet I feel like I'm drowning. It's cold. It's dark. I'm drowning. No matter how much I swim, no matter how much I struggle, no matter what I do, no matter what I try, I'm still drowning. I wonder how deep this ocean is. I wonder how big this ocean is. I thought I could figure it out. I had a dream, an imagination. Maybe I could see this ocean. Maybe I could sit atop this ocean and watch the ocean. Observe the ocean. So I stopped. I stopped struggling. I stopped moving. I surrendered. To the currents. To the cold. To the darkness. To this ocean I was trapped in. And I watched it. I watched the ocean. Finding every disturbance. Finding how the temperature changes. Finding how the brightness changes. Finding every impurity I could. I watched the ocean. I was still drowning. There must be a way on top of this ocean. After watching for who knows how long, I closed my eyes. I noticed the cold, the heat, the temperature, 
I noticed the dark, the light, the brightness. I noticed the drowning. As I did this, something magical happened. I didn't get to the top of the ocean, not yet, but the temperature began to fade. The brightness began to wane. It didn't stop being cold, didn't start being hot. The temperature simply began to disappear. The darkness wasn't overtaken by light, and the brightness simply began to wane. I was still drowning, but I could breathe. I've always been able to breathe, but I noticed that breathing. So I stopped my preservations with the ocean around me and directed all of my attentions toward that breath. I noticed the rise of my body as I inhaled, the fall of my body as I exhaled. The more I focus on my breath, similar to the temperature, similar to the brightness, my breath slowly began to dissipate. It was when my breath completely disappeared that I stopped drowning. I opened my eyes and I wasn't drowning. I saw everything while I saw nothing. I saw sitting atop the ocean that I had wished to be atop of for so long. It wasn't cold. It wasn't hot. It wasn't warm. It wasn't dark. It wasn't blinding. It wasn't bright. I could breathe, and I couldn't breathe. Here I was, sitting on top of the ocean I had felt trapped in for so long. I looked down at the ocean. I looked at the place I had felt was my prison. And I saw a puddle. 